Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Kieran Cullingham, the Chief Sports Writer of the Irish Daily Star, has been with us on the programme about the Ireland-Israel basketball game, which I believe is underway at present, Kieran. Yeah, the second quarter uh, has just ended and, you know, Israel have been uh, well on top um, from the start. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's clearly been overshadowed by everything that's happened over the um, over the over the past week, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-six is the score. Of just anybody's looking to it in, in favour of Israel, but uh, after a, a basket, the the women's Ireland women's basketball team did have a protest before the. the yeah, start. tell us about this, Kieran, because you know there's been a lot of controversy as to whether this game should go ahead, and the Irish Basketball Association said that they had no option but to go ahead with it for fear of fines and suspension if they did not fulfil the fixture. But tell us about the inflammatory comments by a member of the Israeli team and a coach yesterday which really sort of raised the temperature before today's game. Yeah, and that's why there has been a protest. That's like, according to Basketball Ireland, you know, it was in response to the language used by an Israeli player and the coach and staff. And one Israeli player in particular, Dor Sahar, accused Ireland of being anti-Semitic in the court. As it's known, they're quite anti-Semitic and it's no secret, and maybe that's why a strong game is expected. I think strong in, in the sense of physical and an aggressive game. Um, and to call a you know a country or a national team anti-Semitic is 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 an incredible charge. Like I was thinking in the context, like imagine if this was a soccer or rugby international, the men's stage, and somebody accused you uh, of Ireland team of being racist. And there, you know, I, I was just doing a bit of reading before we came on air, and a lot of people do equate say there's no real difference between uh, being racist and anti-Semitic. You know, there are, there are people who argue around it, but there definitely is a connection. To you, to use such strong language ahead of a game makes it clear that this is no ordinary game, that it has been weaponized and politicized over the last uh, few days Sorry, in particular. Kieran, it has been literally weaponized when you see the guns on display around the court from the Israelis mm-hmm. in the war in their practice yeah, sessions. Yeah, and I think that I think that um, that was two days ago. That, that photo session and press conference with the cheetahs, who are who are uh, one of the battalions in the uh, IDF, the Israeli Army. I think that gives Basketball Ireland an out because Basketball Ireland are where you know their genuine fears that the Ireland national team would be banned for five years from international competition and that there would be heavy fine. But I don't think that would happen because of what the Israelis have done. That I think a lot of pressure will be put on the international governing body, FIBA, and saying this has been turned into a propaganda exercise. I've been going through FIBA's regulations, and I think you could make a case that the Israelis have been in breach of a couple of them over their behaviour. Now, the protest, just to clarify, in case people don't know, Ireland stood by their bench for the national anthem rather than the court, which is the norm. There was no exchange of gifts or handshakes, which are the normal preliminaries. But to be honest... That just reminded me of a famous line from the comedian Peter Cook and Beyond the fringe, uh, fringe. We need a futile gesture at this stage. Like, I think a bigger gesture was needed. And I think both FIBA and, to a lesser extent, Basketball Ireland have, have let themselves down. And I think I feel very sorry for the young woman who would be put in this position because uh, the people in charge of the sport should have taken a stronger stand. Uh, Stephen Doyle, our colleague here on The Last Word from Sports on the 5 of 5 and 6 of 6, 
tracked down our sports minister Thomas Byrne yesterday and finally got a statement in which Thomas Byrne said the government does not get involved in fixtures. I think it's very unfair that sports organisations should have to navigate the world of international politics and international security. But that line, the government does not get involved in fixtures, as Stephen dug out a previous tweet from Thomas Byrne Russia cannot be allowed to host the Champions League final this year. This is from February of uh, 2022. I fully support calls to move the final from St. Petersburg. So when it was a big EU or a big European game involving Russia after the invasion of Ukraine, the government can speak out. When it's something involving our own Irish team against Israel, silence. Yeah, and even in the basketball, um, you know, regarding the same team, the Ireland women's basketball team, they they refused to play uh, fulfil a fixture against Belarus because of Belarus's support for Russia and Ukraine. But they were backed by FIBA uh, in that protest because FIBA had called for similar similar sanctions. And this is cropping up all over the place now, Matt. At the UEFA Congress today, the governing body's general secretary, Theodore Theodoridis, A group of Middle East football associations have called for Israel to be banished from football on the international stage. And his response was, there's no such discussion, there's no such intention from UEFA. There are two completely different situations between the two countries. And there's no explanation why the situations are different. And that's a similar response to what Thomas Bach, who's the president of the International Committee, has given to questions around Israel taking part in the Olympics when Russia weren't allowed to do so. And I think this will crop up again, even in two weeks' time. Time, Matt. The Ireland uh, girls under 17 football team are to play Israel in a European Championship game. And I think there was so there will be questions coming towards the FAI, I think, in the next two weeks as well. Of course, why is it that Israel is in football and basketball and other sports in Europe rather than being in the Middle East Confederation? Well, I, I presume it's because of the the, the political tensions that uh, you know as they were they were playing Arab nations who who might well see uh, Israel as an enemy or Israel see them as an enemy. I think they'll be very fraught, and you see it even with the Eurovision Song Contest. They're part of it. You know, they've they've, all, they've been part of uh, European events at different levels or in but, different in different. Indeed, but I suppose the thing to be remembered. And at the risk of being called anti-Semite by supporters of Israel, but there are at least 25,000 people dead as a result of the bombardment of Gaza. Two-thirds of the country has been made uninhabitable. Surely it is not anti-Semitic to object to that level of reprisal for the dreadful Hamas terrorist attack of October 7th. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's that's obviously a very fair point. And even a sporting sense, I see it highlighted now more and more. Uh, The Palestine coach has been killed. You know, some uh, some of the very well-known Palestine footballers have been killed, and the guys like that. It has impacted on sport. And then, if you look at Israeli teams in sport, a lot of them, because military service compulsory, a lot of them have served in the IDF. You know, so that that makes things a little bit more complicated as well. But I think this isn't going to. As long as this conflict goes on, I think these questions will arise and arise again. And you will see Israel, Ireland come up against Israel or be drawn against Israel in different sports. And I think there will be similar uh, challenges for the administrators and the players in the different sports. I wonder, will there be any punishment for Israel for describing Ireland as anti-Semitic? Well, I think there should be, because... Uh, 
as I said, like it's unimaginable that uh, you know you can just imagine if you were play, uh, you know the the Ferrari if this happened in the soccer or rugby if somebody made a similar type of claim in a press conference. So I, I think Basketball Ireland have to be very aggressive on this. I think they should lodge a complaint with uh, FIBA and ask for sanctions because it, it can't be acceptable to use that kind of language. Because I was looking at FIBA's regulations and there's all sorts of stuff as like you have to give quotes uh, uh, in a certain period after a match and you have to provide so many people to a press conference. There are loads of regulations around press conferences. So when you make an inflammatory comment within the press conference, you know, uh, I think that they have to look at that as well. Okay. Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer from the Irish Daily Star. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-